When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One. Two, one, go. Uh, uh, Desmond, uh, you're on codeine right now. I'm on codeine right now. I got I got three wisdom teeth taken out on Monday. Uh, I I'm just I'm just hanging out. I just finished The Sopranos like literally 15 minutes ago. Just finished my first watch through of it. We're buzzing right now for episode 69 of Through the Island podcast. Yeah, kind of cool. Uh, just finished The Sopranos for the first time on Codeine, episode 69. That's pretty good. That's a that's a pretty good first line, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, and uh, the, it's just at this point, the way the island season is going, it, it's almost like uh, it's just another TV show that I'm watching at this point. I, like, I, it, it, it's, it's affecting me in, in well, a very strange way. Um, I do. I so I I sent you the structure of how I want to break this down because, like you said, your mind wasn't. You said that I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to kind of take the reins here. Yeah, you got to step what. up. You got to step up here. You know, right. I'm play, I'm I'm potting through an injury here, pretty significant yeah. one. So yeah. I tried to get in the lineup, you know, because I knew if I couldn't. Uh, Episode sixty nine. It's a big game. It's a big game. You don't. You you don't. I was gonna have to be dead. This. I was gonna have to be dead to yeah. not dress it's, tonight. It's kind of the Patrice Bergeron playing with bo- broken ribs in the cup. Oh the yeah, cup yeah, punctured. Situation. My soul is punctured. 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 Yeah, yeah, my brain is punctured right now, but but we're <laughs> we're we're playing through. Uh so what like I said, I sent the structure, but I I think it plays into kind of my first thing where it's like I kind of feel like every Islander centric podcast is going to do the same thing where it's like I am frustrated. Here's why I'm frustrated. We've kind of broken down why, because it's not like the reasons for being frustrated have changed in the last three, four, five weeks, right? Six, seven. <laughs> so so I, I do think that it's healthy to air grievances. And I do want to do this. Uh, so I want to give this kind of like space of a few minutes to air those grievances without any direction, because I do think that that is like, it's healthy and can be funny um, and good, honestly. But then I, I do want to look at it a little bit more uh, meaningfully where I want to I want to go through a break. Like, literally, I want us to watch the four goals that the shark scored unanswered and I'm gonna look get fucking at mad. what happened. And I'm going to get mad as it happens. Good. And, so, and, and really look at what happened, what led to it. So that way, you know, just it, it, it's it's like looking at game tape and just kind of seeing, like, how does this happen how does how does this keep happening? Yeah, I yeah. believe it was Ray Ferraro on the uh, the Canes game was uh, national broadcast, right? Yeah, and Ray, I believe Ray Ferraro said, "How does this keep happening to the Islanders?" He asked, I should say, he didn't say, you know. Uh, but it plays into what you said, my whole airing of grievances thing, which is you're watching them like a TV show, and the way that me and Scott were watching them because we were we were record we were demoing last night getting we're in the thick of this demoing the third record and so we're watching as we demo between takes where you know we see we see things as they you know oh it's four to one great we're feeling like as scott said for the first time in months you know like since the season started he was like 
oh, they got this. Like it's four to one. There's 10 minutes left. It's, you know, 11, whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, before we knew it, it was four to four. Um, but but our attitude wasn't uh, fuck this. This sucks. Partially because we're our mind is kind of locked into recording and we're we're definitely like honing in on that. But the other reason being like you become detached after a while and it, it legitimately becomes you have to laugh. If you don't laugh, it's like you will cry. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this is uh, and shout out, as always, this is the type of varied uh, content we're trying to give uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. You know, shout out. Shout out to Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Episode 69, brother. We're here. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I'm it is funny, but I'm also mad. And 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 those two things can coexist. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely I'm definitely more mad. It's funny because uh, we are all we we are helpless uh, and hope uh, we're helpless. And it seems like the Islanders players feel helpless in this. And everybody, this is almost just a fucking act of God that's happening right now. Everybody's acting like there's nothing tangibly that can be done to change this, that this is just a Twilight Zone. There, every sort of Twilight Zone type show has some sort of episode uh, where there's a guy that's a gambler. And that he 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 ends up in hell because it's the same results over and over and over again, and that's what's happening here. It's that like we're getting different paths to the same exact endpoint every single fucking time. Yeah, I get. I it's you're right. You're right. It's it it feels a little Groundhog Day ish, um, like you said, Twilight Zone ish, and it does seem like the general consensus is well, what can we do here? Um, and it is it is it just me or does Lane Lambert kind of feel like that as well? Like it feels like he's he's taken on that. Like what 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 can we do? My brother uh, in Christ, you are the coach of this team. Right, right. You are I, the main guy. You, you are the one that's in charge of this whole thing happening. Everything I, that happens on the ice is like you're accountable for. So and it's, so and it's I, yeah. That plays into yes and no, right? Because it does play into. Um, you know, we were talking about how the team is older, right? And because of, you know, the, one of the arguments being the team is older. So as the game goes on, even in those last 10 minutes, uh, that's when the, that's when it catches up to them and they start taking these infractions, as you were saying, who, who are the big three that have been tough down the stretch, yeah. uh, like down the stretch in games. So, and, and before I get to them, just quickly, the bridge, the bridge to that, one of the uh, grievances that I, I have is in a weird way, I still feel people know that this is happening around the league, right? But people, I'm, I'm like, I'm frustrated by the, it, this feeling that somehow people know this is happening, yet don't feel like they're watching the games because the details, they're still getting the details wrong. Like I'm having people that are telling me like, yeah, man, the off, you know, they just can't, the, the team, Lou didn't, uh, you know, Lou, Lou, can't, uh, Lou didn't get enough scorers on this team or whatever. And scoring isn't the problem. Scoring isn't the problem at all. You know, it, it's, it's, so it's not that, but I mean, one of the, the, the big issues, it, it's, 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 it's symbolic, but it's, it's literal because it's literally what's happening. You know, during the Trotz era, uh, there, you know, when they lock things down, 
three guys that you would often see. Uh, you'd see Pajot, mm-hmm. Sizikis, mm-hmm. and Mayfield. And those are those are three guys in particular that a lot of these slidey moments seem to happen with them on the ice and or directly because of. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know, it, it, I, I think... It's maddening. It, it, it's maddening because it's it's a. I think this is a a cut by a thousand, uh, a death by a thousand cuts type scenario that's happening in front yeah. of our eyes. And but the thing is, you can't just say, "Oh well, it's it's no one thing." Something has to happen. This literally can't. We've been saying for fucking five weeks now, this can't keep happening, and it has kept happening. Yeah. Well. Oh, so I mean that that funny enough plays into the uh, the the Lane Lambert talking like I do uh, uh, quote that was pulled corporate Mike uh, corporate Mike back at it again a little backdoor back channel deal has happened here L L L M M you know more uh, likely than great you think. think alike I you know in a lot of like it's one of those things where you're gonna yell at me but I look at that and I think. He's actually right about a lot of this. He is. He is. Like, because, but you can't argue that he's right in the sense that it's like, there is a lot of good that this team does. But I know that that gets canceled out by. That's what makes you know, it annoying. The most important part. Right. That's what makes it fucking maddening is that this team, so they, they've blown 10 or 11 games. At, 11. At, and I have, I have the graphic, which I want to, which, you know, I, I think and, that we. And in, within that, but within that graphic, not all of those ended up losses. Like I think one of them no, was, no, no, no. was yeah. the the Sabres game. Doesn't, but I counted. Yeah. I counted within that. There's there was I think uh, nine. I think there, there were ten points that were lost in 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 those uh-huh. eleven games. So uh, counting, you know, oh, they were tied. They could have helped, like just get to overtime. That type of stuff. If you just kept two thirds of that, they'd have seven more points, and they would be. Second in the division, third mm-hmm. in the conference, and fifth in the entire league. Mm-hmm. If they played better for if they played for twelve minutes better every single night, right? It is crazy to me. It's maddening, and for the same reason. So Lane, Lane's not entirely wrong in that two things can be true. We can't lose sight of that there are good things here because technically the fact is that they are collecting points. Mike Leboff said to me uh, earlier today. That had they just held on to the, the Devils game for twenty more seconds, their record would be five <laughs> five zero oh, and five. Yeah. Oh man, which is psychotic. Crazy. It that is. Would, that is a psychotic record, and and points in nine of the last ten, which is like, it's it's so funny. I was explaining the situation to a friend who who doesn't watch hockey and is completely out of the loop about this stuff just because just because we were we were talking about something else we were talking about kiss because this is a tv show that you don't understand and that's what you talk about with your friends it's like it's because we were talking about we were talking about kiss and i was explaining the you know how kiss has been following me around lately the sutter strutter thing sutter um amongst other things about about kiss who just played their last show ever before they're going to turn into holograms Nice. Uh, whole, that's a uh, that's a conversation for a short shift. But um, <laughs> but but basically, I was like, it's it's the first time ever 
that I know of that a team has points in nine of their last 10 games, which even you not being familiar with hockey with, uh, uh, being familiar with hockey, you have to admit that sounds good, right? Having it's a positive, it's a positive phrase. And, and people are screaming, screaming in the hallways of the arena to fire the coach. Yeah, it's yeah. The funniest and thing in the world. Thomas Hickey, Thomas Hickey, and Shannon Hogan are awkwardly trying to get into their post game, uh, as as people are chanting "Fire Lambert" just outside, throughout I, the concourse. I, one of the one of, as I was, you know, me and Scott, like I said, we're we're taking it with it, you. You have to laugh, right? Because it is that insane that it keeps happening, and I, I truly think that the funniest thing that this the the funniest team thing that this team could do is win a cup while maintaining this kind of like because the the way that they're playing right now in theory they they can theoretically challenge for a wild card spot am i wrong they they can but it's like which is where which is where we thought they'd be which is where we that's that's where like great if they're in a wild card spot i have uh i i like I like this team to just get in the way that they're built. If you if you just, just saw the if you didn't see the numbers like right, of the, right. of the win loss uh, overtime defeat uh, numbers, if you just saw the points and the time the time of year and where they were in the standings, you would go, oh, yeah, I guess I guess that makes yeah, sense. You know, yeah, and 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 you you toss in the idea that uh, they had a seven game losing streak in the in the middle of it yeah. somewhere. It's, so it's it's crazy. And so if they can somehow sneak into the playoffs and continue to play this insane style, that is like, yes, they keep blowing leads, but sometimes they're winning them. You have to win four 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 out of seven games. One one out of one out of every four <laughs> one one out of every four game they just suck. One out of every four games they're good. One out of four games they blow it and lose in overtime, and one out of four games they kind of blow it, but then then stick it out. Win in overtime, but then win the, in overtime. Those are the four outcomes, and we're we're seeing all of them. They're just they're just flipping them around at this point. It is this would be the funniest team to ever win a cup because you get in, you can in theory in theory play like this, uh, and win four in you know four out of seven games. Four out of seven games. This, this team, this team is even hard. This team is playing out like a hypothetical that's playing out before me. Like th- that's the only way I can explain it. Is that like I don't understand? You get asked, "How would you feel if this happens?" And I don't know because it's, it's such a wild thing to be experiencing. It's, it's absolutely it, crazy. It, it is the idea of like uh, every time that this happens. You know, and I'm sure that we're not uh, unique to this. The our our group chat that we're in, uh, it, people are mad, and and every time my response is, it's a shame because what a fucking good game this is. This is they have played like, it's it's the the boring stereotype. Flush it down the toilet because they have played just about every game this season has been fucking. An incredible game. Like if you zoom out and you go, uh, Stars and Panthers are playing tonight. I'm just gonna watch that. And it's one of these games. You go, that's a fucking good game. Like yeah. most of these. That's the thing that's like. But it's maddening to be like, I'm rooting for this team, and it keeps happening to this team. And and for me, it's that I ultimately, and this is, I guess, where we'll get into some of the specifics. But to me, it's that on one hand, usually when things happen like this, the team eventually. And by this point, over a quarter into the season, it it shifts one way or the other. But it, right. it 
Sure. It, it just does not. It is not moving. It is not moving at all. It is the same thing over and over again. And that's what makes it crazy, but it's hard to believe. Uh, I'd rather assume that you can't keep it up this way and fix all this shit because like, uh, and maybe we'll get into it at a point later, but like, you know, Sorokin's becoming this Rorschach test of like, what do you see and how he's playing? And it's like one of those things where this team isn't really playing hockey, that evaluating how he plays... I, I was going to say, I, I honestly don't even think it's worth it to, to, to talk about Sorokin right now. It's like, it's just, there's so no way to evaluate the play good or bad. Really? Seriously, seriously. Because it's one of those things where it's like, I see the argument for frustration. And I also see the argument for like being like, it is just not worth talking about. It's just not worth talking there's about. There's nothing there's like with, with the, with the, the way the errors play out, we'll see it. In my opinion, we'll see this when we go over the, the goals from, the Sharks game, it's like yeah, you get all of those things and, and there is a little bit of room for, okay, you know, what's going on here? But when you literally break down the pieces of e- of how these things happen, it's like, I'm not surprised that that shit went in. And uh, yeah. to that to that end, that's why it's like, yeah, I don't... Let's, 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 let, uh, let's mold a structure here now. Like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like that's a proper airing of grievances uh understandably uh just understandably kind of just veering off in different directions much like this team does uh yeah. with 10 minutes left to go in a game yes correct okay. number two on my well i should say this number three on my list was lane plus the blown leads i think that that kind of th- that kind of gets grouped into when we break down the goals from the sharks game three and four are kind of grouped in together I have number two as just Mayfield because I know that your frustration with him has has kind of like you you were a a, a, a broken record last night. You actually just was kept, I. You just kept messaging, what happened? You you kept messaging uh, the chat. I hate Scott Mayfield, but then uh, you would say I hate Scott Mayfield, and it felt like it went on for like eight minutes. Uh, it was the only thing that you were saying. Yes, um, correct. That's what happens. So your your frustration with him go. Th- and someone, someone, uh, when you tweeted out a uh, uh, just about being frustrated with him, someone, someone tweeted out about how he forgot what his job was, which was to pin pucks against the boards. Right? Yes, that's your job, Scotty. Uh, He's I, done I, it for forty really seconds. Like he could have done it for twice as long in the Sharks game. Hundred, well, a minute and thirty, ninety seconds, pal. I trust um, you. Oh, God damn. Uh, I, I wish I had this pulled up. Um, but, either way, yeah, you've been interacting with a lot of people. Uh, the last, the last yeah, okay. I... uh, nope. <laughs> Sorry, you liked a different tweet by this person, James. James is uh is the name of uh. Whoa! Uh, oh, oh. What's up? I was watching the, the Panthers game. Kind of crazy oh. situation happened. Sorry. Oh. Uh, I'm watching uh stars, not stars. I'm watching uh Blues Golden Knights. Mayfield forget he gets paid to pin the puck 45 seconds at a clip, not to try and cutely chip the puck out. So, so, and, and again, I think that I, I, I think we'll see a lot of this when we break down the, those shark goals. but your, your main frustration with Mayfield has been um, turnovers. It's so it's a couple of things. I mean, it's, it's frankly my problem with Mayfield. What, what my problem with Mayfield has, has always been, it's, it's a, 
it's a series of things, right? I I don't doubt that this guy loves being an Islander, and I don't doubt that he plays his ass off, and I don't doubt that he has been a, a like a hard dick savage for this team for many years. But I, it is, he is not. He was not worth what. Uh, he he's not worth the contract they they gave him, and frankly. I, I wasn't even looking forward to them keeping him on a short deal because I felt that it was time and everything that's played out this season has literally like vindicated that, that feeling, which is that, you know, he won. Okay. How long is that guy's body going to hold up? He got hurt the first game. If anything, the, the snowball effect has been from that because from the second game, you had the, o- the overplaying, right? He comes back early and I, I, I bet he's playing hurt, but at this point, how hurt is Scott Mayfield a little bit all of the time? So that to me is part of why, like, it's frustrating. You know, he 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 accepted the deal that he he got, and you know that was his right. But fuck, man, because Mayfield the the um, intelligence isn't there, man. The 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 reads that he makes in when he should go behind the net and when he should stay in front are bad. He's frustratingly not great at clearing the front of the net either, or else we wouldn't be having all these conversations about screens. Um, and and he just uh, it's it's awkward, man. Seven years of this. Yes, the cap is going up, but like, yo, it is. This is very easily, in my eyes, going to be one of the worst contracts in the league. Easily, even if the money's not bad, just because you have a, a guy that's literally an anchor on, on your blue line. Um, and in, in the bad way, in the bad way of an anchor, the pylon really. And uh, he's going to keep breaking down. And it's just like, I, I feel like the, the miscalculation of keeping him is, is playing out in how he's playing because this was always a risk. Just it happening right. It, all the parts of it that you'd be concerned about, like, cause he's not a goodest man. If he was goodest mean, and good is strong. Um, I'd be like, cool, but he's not, right. he's not, you know? And, and to me, it's just, uh, it, it felt like he is the biggest symbol right now of lose in it. Like the, the, the thing that I've been saying that it, it's, it's a changing of the guard has been needed. And now to me, you already have a ghost of Lou Lavarello that, that is going to be left uh, after he he is kicked off of the after Lou is no longer the general manager of this team, you know that's going to be a thing that they're they're going to have to deal with, and it's just like oh shit yeah duh Lou uh, thanks Lou that's what's going to be said in three years yeah when this shit's happening and, and for us for, for you know I've been a big Lou defender it's one of his only ones right and it's it's one of his recent ones though so it's one of those uh, you say it a little bit more like frustratingly I guess. But like, so so one of those things where you talked about the injury, uh, mm-hmm. the two things with with Mayfield that I think about are the contract and the injury, and I think they 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 kind of go hand in hand. Uh, and my my optimism, my job, the my job on this podcast and and generally throughout my life has been to look at the bright side when I can, and I think that like if I'm trying to look at it with uh, rose colored glasses, Oof. you go. Okay, is this a situation where this year for Mayfield is kind of shot because he 
rushed back from injury um, and a full, I know it's crazy to, to, to say this, you know, with less than half a season played while he's still playing, but is it a thing where he's not hurt enough to go to not play? And, but, but, but for some reason that, that bit of hurt that he's got is, is making him play like this. I, Maybe it's a mental thing. We do forget that these people are these these players are people too. Maybe something's going on. Um, I wonder. I I just don't think that at the the year one of a seven year contract that he can be this bad. Um, and and it's a thing where it's like I I don't think that he the player is this bad. Even if this is like what we thought it might look like four years down the line, you know, something like that. I I have this feeling that it gets a little bit better. I don't know when, but I do think mm. that it gets a little bit better some sometime this year or next year. At least for That's dark, man. A stretch. The, the fact that the fact that that this year might be shot for him and you have to hope like that that's part of why to me, you know, I that's part of why I've been quick to be like hey, I I'm not sure about this guy, I'm not sure about this because the Islanders don't have some of these guys don't have years to burn. And like, that's the lesson that, that, you know, that's one of the, the lessons to me about, about the Bailey fall off is that you don't know when the cliff is coming for these guys. You don't, yeah, of course. And, yeah. and, and any to, and to any me, athlete. any athlete, but like the fact that we've seen it within this era. And, and so for me, when it's a guy that I was already, you know, going to age, uh, not, not great. There's just this feeling of like, Oh well, fuck! Like just th- there's this feeling of of like fucking doom about it, which sucks because it's like the guy. You don't let. It's not like it's not his fault, you know. It's one of those things where he he's played his ass off. I don't. I oh, don't. Yeah. I don't deny that. But the problem is that eventually you have to make hard decisions. And I don't understand why Lou wasn't able to uh, move away. I thought I, I, I tweeted this. Like one, of, one of the things I tweeted last night like, and- was that I thought to me, what made sense. And I've said this before. I thought when they, when they got Romanov, I thought, Oh, that's the Mayfield replacement. That's right. a younger, uh, more modern style, defensive defenseman, maybe not the smartest guy, uh, or the most, you know, finesse guy, but uh, he's going to work his ass off. He's going to hit. I think, I think Roman, is also considerably better hitter because he's a better skater yeah, than, yeah. than Mayfield, but like, okay, that's that guy. And, and now, okay, Scotty, thank you for your service. Now this is what we have. We're finally paying a little more for this guy because he's younger and he's a better skater, but he's not going to score a lot of points. It's fine. And we'll free up a space. That role will still be covered but we'll free up a space and we'll by subtract by, by uh, subtraction and alteration, you'll have a faster team altogether. Right. And that, that didn't happen. And, and uh, it's just frustrating because like, in my opinion, do you agree with my assessment that, that it's time for just, you know, us to accept that the, the, the trots, the, the the end of the trots era needs to be embraced that this is not the same it team it are, and i think that it already i think that it already is right they don't play the style of uh of a Barry trots team 
um, in the good and bad ways. Um, so yeah, I mean, of course. And I think that there's players that, uh, fit in, fit within both eras and, and, you know, the, the, the during trots and the post trots era, like Barzell, like Dobson, um, like Pelican Pollock, even though, you know, I think we're going to be having conversations about Pelican in the next couple of years. Um, we're going to have because... a conversation about him in, in about 20 minutes. 30 minutes. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if we're going to this, this podcast have a conversation about Palak, but it's enough for us to be mentioning it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course I, uh, of course I agree. They're not the same team and, and the like at the same time, right. I'm, I'm but even then, if they, if they hired a Daryl Sutter type, which I am not convinced that they're hiring anyone. I think that, that this is the coach. Uh, I think that, that, this is the coach, right? He is not going anywhere this year. If anything, um, Lou goes with Lane at the end of the year. Yeah, That's- Rat Rat Martin. Credit to Rat Martin's kind of uh, hypothesis that that might be what's at play here. Is just that like Lou is just being told, "No, you gotta, you gotta fix yeah. this. Like this is this is the guy that you said would be the guy. You wanted to keep the team. You you kept the team." crazy goal just scored by uh jordan Cairo. my god but uh yeah it's uh, uh, so yeah but it's one of those things man if they sneak into the playoffs and they win around they win two rounds are you gonna if 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 he somehow gets this team it's, to make another conference final. I'm just saying the way that they've been playing, it's it's they could make a play they can make the playoffs, right? And then anything happens in the playoffs, you play a team that's that's you know, one team that's injured, beat up, and then uh Sorokin steals a series, and then all of a sudden and then what do you do? I mean, I guess we're in a good situation there. We're having a different we're, conversation. Okay, that, that hypothetical is so crazy. the thing is is that I don't believe that you'll get there because the reason one of the reasons these things are happening to me, Sorokin is getting run into the ground because he's facing like 38 shots a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is getting, he's getting run into a whole bunch lately, especially. Uh, it is just uh, the, the, the defensemen, a bunch of them have like 20 minutes played as of the like first TV timeout of the third period. And there are hard minutes ahead after that. And mm-hmm. I just think that that this will be another thing where, you know, you get to the playoffs and these guys are out of the guys. The guys looked gassed already because if anything, the distribution of like responsibility on the guys that are going has been like squeezed so fucking tight. Part of it's got to be mental too, man, really seriously. Um, and that's the, contributing to the physical, the, the, you know, the, the physical tiredness. All right, let's let's hold on. Look, I know it's episode 69, very monumental occasion, very nice occasion, uh, probably been a very nice episode. And uh, another really nice thing is uh, being able to bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, it's clearly been a very, very fun, exciting time for the Islanders. And if you, you know, uh, well, it's been a very exciting time in uh, in hockey if you uh, like chaos and uh goals and wide openness and uh 
look, you can you can put all sorts of uh, prop bets on NHL action on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, it is uh, it's a way to really really get the the heart going, uh, as if it's not going enough already um, with the state of the team. Uh, if you wanted to introduce uh, financial fun into the mix, you can do so on DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Now, uh, back to the show, I guess. Let's do this thing. Let's let's look at these. Let's look at these goals. You have you have your NHL app. Ah, oh, fuck. I guess I'll get. I guess I'll do this. People going home want to get fucking mad if you're if you're uh you know not in your car or at work. I'm not sure how people listen. Curious. I'm curious how people listen to uh. I imagine most of it's well. Yeah, I I I exclusively do hockey podcasts at the gym. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Physical activity while while listening to Elliot Friedman is always. Uh, it is insane when I am. Yes, it is insane when I am pushing when I'm pushing heavy weight and I hear Elliot Friedman speaking about uh uh what's the what's that sponsorship? What's the try the rib sponsorship? Oh God, I can't remember something but yeah. like barbecue and ribs or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So, well, so I'm on the NHL app. What am I supposed to look at? <laughs> Uh, let's, let's, let's start with the Kevin LeBanc goal. The goal makes it four to two. Okay. Where are you looking at it? I'm on the NHL app right now. Like the, the app on my phone. Oh, on your phone. I'm looking at it on my, on my Apple TV. Okay. Let, podcast. let me pull it up. This, this horrible, again, we, we have to dump on this horrible fucking NHL app. It is. It's so, terrible. I don't know. Can you, can yours, mine doesn't even go widescreen anymore. It's like, it, it, it it's insane. It was very NHL. It wasn't. Uh, it it was actually working. We'll break it. We'll we'll really. It's one of the things. Yeah. We're gonna break it. Uh, that's just what we're gonna do. So so I go. Oh, and you can just click on the. You click yeah, on the. You, on the okay. goal. So you'll probably get a little ad. You, I'm gonna click now. Okay. Oh, yes, I I didn't, I, I didn't get an ad. Me neither. Well, cool. I'm turning okay, my volume so, off. So the puck gets dumped. Dumped in. in. The, the Sharks dump the puck in. Okay. Pollock with a turnover. Okay, so what happens there, right? Pollock uh, comes from behind the net, and I guess he's looking for uh, he's he's looking for someone uh, to break out. He's looking for a winger uh, to chip it up the ice, and uh, instead he he chips it to a Sharks defenseman who then takes a shot. And I think this gets deflected. Yeah, it gets yeah, deflected by Stern. He's looking for Barzell. So yeah, he's he's looking for um, a winger right there. Okay, so. 
and you see it one more time with this this the slow mo. So he, so so let's so before we click on that goal, what's the solution there, right? Because th- these things happen when you break the puck out, you know, yeah. however many times. But with that being said, the up four to two, uh, sorry, up four to one with ten minutes left in a game. I guess you just have to. This is the the you know you're taught at a young age. Uh, up the boards with that, not up. I know that the idea is you see your winger there, but I think that this is this is a case of you're you have to. I guess you just have to be more careful. Yeah, I mean, I so I I looked at it again and 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 because I was curious. So it gets chipped behind. It gets chipped, dumped down. Bulldog gets to the the left side boards, chips it, then back behind the net, and Pulak. Right. I mean. Yeah, he cut to the middle rather what he, he could have just kept continuing around the corner, rim it around, or just he in a way he did the worst thing at the worst time. And he did because if you're gonna make that pass, you have to do it with touch. And he didn't do it with touch, and Barzell wasn't expecting it either. So yep, it, yep. it was noticed it, that as well. And now- it happens the Sharks defenseman, uh, I think it's Neto, throw smartly, sees that oh shit everything everybody's out of position throw it on net and then you had because of just the the way the rotations were you had LeBanc cutting to the middle and you had Sturm cutting from the other side yeah and I'm not sure I'm not sure if both tipped it I know at least one oh LeBanc got the credit uh so LeBanc got the credit on the tip but also Sturm um, was right there Sturm also was cutting through sure and it's one of those things where there's it breaks down so fast that uh, obviously the Islanders players aren't going to all of these goals will all of these we're to, you know to it, be in, it's in the, place it's an easy game it's it's such an easy game from the couch but the this shape is, you know. that shows to me because one of the things about about trots hockey was that the shapes the shapes are always the same man the, the game always was in front of them they always yeah, kept sure. the game in front of them and in, in this scenario you have guys that are like that are fleeing the zone already or and if they're not fleeing the zone they're not prepared for potentially it not getting out if anything you know what i mean and that's that's what happened there i don't know right. I, that's what i said yeah. no, no 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 yeah 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 100 yeah. percent. so it's just trying to better understand i i think where these things happen it's it's i just feel like it is a much more productive way of looking at it i don't know why okay so did you click on the next one uh, I will click on it. Hold on, give me a sec. X out of it. Oh God, this is pissing me off. Okay, the hurdle one. Here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, go. Oh, no more ads. Nice. Yeah. Um. So this is empty net situation. Three minutes left. It is essentially a power play. The Sharks are passing it around. And okay, hurdle scores here. Right. Um. Now. Mm-hmm. What it looks like, and I want to see this. I want to see this replay. But it looks like Sorokin makes two saves, maybe. Now it it redirects twice. It goes wide. It hits. It it, it was okay, going yeah, right. into the corner. That's right. That's right. It goes okay. off of Romanov and right to the other side, opposite side of the net. Hurdle makes a great a great keep on it. Yeah, absolutely. What are you and, going to do? Legitimately, what are you going to okay. do about that? If you watch it again. Yeah, if you watch it again, the problem, and I'm sure part of this is probably they were out for a while, 
Clutterbuck comes does not need to come down to the slot, which is what opens up all that space. I'm looking. You see? I see it. I see it right there. Yep. And and I it's all it right there. it's you see it. That that that's what opens up all that space up top. And yep. And it's one right. of those things where you can't you can't have that happen. See, this is where the poise they're making one so, one one wheel is coming off and it's exposing that I'm all the other guys that. that all the other guys aren't able to react in time. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's the the one thing that I, I was uh, before we moved on, I wanted to ask. And it's it's a it's a question about Pollock's decision and about Clutterbuck's decision there. Are these decisions that are being made um like is this brain shuts off because we are so tired because we are getting older Pollock, i don't think so but but you could argue that it's because he is uh uh kind of carrying the weight of um you know the 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 defenseman who's who's he paired who's he paired with most of most of the game sam bolduck baby yeah. Okay. So you know that's a case of not old, just just not probably. He's an NHL he's player. he's 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 roughing it, man. He is like uh, Pulak is is struggling, and I think it's it's because he's it's he is overburdened. He's having to wear this. I think he's been on the ice for the most of these goals. I think it's or no, it's Romanov and then Pulak. And right. I think, but. but uh, uh, so 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 that's a case of uh the it's a case of you're down the stretch and you make a, a stupid mistake because most of the game has been good decisions but it just it just it just builds and you're that's also the, he's being played so much Pulak okay right and then same thing same question for Clutterbuck Clutterbuck I think the age thing is more of a factor too you know what I mean like I, I think yeah I and think these are again split second like these are split second decisions it's. I, I I keep saying it. It's so easy to look at this and, and for them, it must be maddening, you know, like yeah. for us, it's like, it's an easy, Oh, you do this, you do that. For them. It's, it's them doing it when you, it's gotta be going, they're going insane. All right. You ready for the fourth? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Right, I it's. Go. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm clicking. You ready? Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Uh, minute 13. <laughs> Uh, you know, same idea, power play. Jesus Christ. It starts, it starts, so it starts with the, the failed clear. <laughs> this is maddening. Who was it that, that, that missed that clear? Was it? We're going to find out. We're going to find out in a second. Hmm. It must oh, have been Mayfield, because I remember. Yes, it was. I was being a, a sarcastic. They, huh, they didn't, so they didn't show the clear, but. Mayfield's behind the net on this one. I I want to go back to the beginning of this thing. Yeah, it is. There's that. There's especially the clear, because it's it starts then, with the fail clear. It's the clear and the Jesus Christ. Yeah, May, this is tough. This is a tough. If you just follow Mayfield, he essentially. I'm going back to the beginning of the video. Uh, tries there's no reason. Towards. There's no reason for him to go behind that net. And and on top it's, of that, let me see who. You know why he went behind the net right it's because he made a mistake acknowledge basically clocked that he made a mistake and then made a desperation like i see a guy with the puck i need to make up for this mistake and because of that he puts himself way out of position and it opens up that shark player having <laughs> all of that room 
There it is. Let me look. walk in, walk in, and hurt. Yep. And Hurdle yep. sneaks in back door, which is again, yep. that's another thing that's happened with like in, in all, so many of these goals this year. Because like, yes, is it Soro- a lot. Is it, is it a lot of the uh, like they're getting scored on with the with the other team's empty net backdoor slot kind of not just uh, not, no uh, not because backdoor, backdoor because they've got an extra guy on the ice. No, not not just that because. Um, so in the Red Wings game, kind of the first of all these 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 uh, meltdowns, I was at that game, and frankly, a lot of that is what I've seen so far this season, which is you know you you have a goal that's just a complete like uh, brain fart two on one that that like becomes nothing. That I mean that that was the, the the Red Wings game. I forgot what the tying goal I think was like a like a cross crease one timer or something like that, or screen. I think it was a screen. And then the three-two goal was uh, a guy. It gets tossed to the point, and a guy just swoops around the back back door, and is just wide open. Um, mm-hmm. And in this case, you know, th- this is not ex- like this is a with the goalie pulled, but that's the that's the lane that you clog. They they had one guy entirely behind the net. They had two guys above the slot one of which was Romanov. And that's another problem here. Again, that's why the whole Romanov-Mayfield thing. Pelic being out, something that we haven't even talked about really here, is Pelic being out is is a big, it fucks up the team. It always does. It always, yeah, it always does. does. You kind of find out what what's going wrong with that Islander team when when Pelic is out. It's frankly the Kenny Johnson similarities that are, that are building up now with the injury side of it is kind of worrisome because this guy locks it down for you, but when he's out, you're like, oh shit! Wait, do some of these guys not know what the fuck to do? It it's like, it's crazy. And and in the case of Mayfield, a lot of times at the end of games, you'd either have Pelic Pulak or Pelic Mayfield. And uh, when Mayfield's going, I think they kind of would go with Mayfield just because he, when he's going, he's just playing a very simple, stout game. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but he's also to your point. He's trying to make up for things. He's a very emotional player. I think Romanov is very much that too. So when you have both of those guys as your as your lockdown D out there, that's not good. Especially in scenarios like this, that's where you get the running around. Literally, that that's it why this running around. around that, that's what that's what happens here. Uh, I I mean, it's it's not hockey. It's three on three. So, but but I do feel like we should. Just see what happens on this last goal. Mm, really glad. Ready? Really glad. Yep, I pressed play already. Oh, Barzi really having to jet. This overtime was stroll. a fucking... It, it kills me that this came with, with single-digit seconds on the clock. It really does. Uh, Now, not enough context in this because this was fucking back and forth, this whole over... This overtime, again, you watch this overtime. Two teams you don't care about. It is one of the best overtimes of the year. It it was so back and forth. Dobson almost wins it twice. Yeah. Marcel with a shift that is just too long, um, which is kind of the reason that this happens. And, and same thing with Dobson. And the reason for it is Dobson is going for it. He's trying to win it. I, I, I don't have, I don't, I don't have legitimate critique on this it shouldn't get to that point and 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 that that's what you that's the that's the critique right that, that's what it brings in the game and regulation by by coming to by by getting it to three on three you are at the whim of that shit okay 
a lot of what we're what we're having play out this year. I I, uh, I said to a to a friend of ours who covers the team uh, the other day, I worry that what we're seeing here this season is basically what last year would have been like if you didn't have Sorokin making the miracle save in the third period, like he did in, in, against the Penguins, like he did against the uh, the the Blue Jackets that time he, that that he stoned Goudreau. Yeah. Like yeah. if you don't have those, this is what happens. And, and, you know, seeing it there is what like that, everything that you saw there to me is kind of what I feel, you know, like, cause a lot of times when Sorokin makes saves, it's in these scenarios. It's part of why this all looks weird is that he usually makes these saves, but that doesn't change that. A lot of these saves have been fucking difficult. Yeah, there course. obviously are some that, that he'd like back in general this season, but yeah, I think even, even with that fifth goal, you saw that you had, you had Brock, you had, uh, you had Brock sliding through and the shark and the shot comes. The release is literally right as the guys pass. I, yeah. I, the Sorokin thing is like, uh, I'm not going to say he's been the, the best goalie in the world this year, but I'm not going to be like, he's the reason they're losing games. That's I'm just, not concerned. I'm not concerned about him. Oh, and I'm, I'm not concerned. I really am not. I, I think that that's a, that's a, you kind of fix your structural issues and, and, and structural issues, or are they just, and that's, that's what I kind of wanted to get to, right? Are these structural issues or are these personality just, it's, it's mistakes that are, and if it's personnel, is Lane Lambert the problem? Well, is I mean, hmm. to an extent, I'm, I'm gonna to let you. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start start because that was a lot of things and the pit, you know, the drugs. Yeah, sure. So obviously, you need to find a way to rally your troops to win these. The, like any coach that that winds up blowing eleven third period leads. I'm feeling that's psychotic what it is, right? about that. It's not. Yeah, eleven. How many games in the year are we? Twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> so again, yeah, it's it's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. <sighs> and then I think that the more productive thing to do is watch, you know, this is one instance of it happening. I have a feeling that if we went back and watched what happened, you know, the game before, the game before, these are all similar things and they personnel issues because either uh someone is too tired because they are a little bit older because these things do matter um, when you're playing in the best league in the world. Uh, you know, something that I didn't think was going to be an issue for the Islanders at the beginning of the year, and then someone uh, who we know kind of posits this as a uh, as a theory, and I think about it a little bit more, and I go, okay, and then I watch stuff like this happen, and I go, this is kind of proof of it, right? Um, but it's, you know... It's 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 what makes it all the more maddening is that they're not hanging on for the first fifty minutes. It's that they're outplaying a lot of teams. They're playing really well. Which um, to me, yeah, I I'm, I'm like I then, with the coach thing, right? It's like, well, there's there's an argument to be made. Then yes, the breakdowns in the last ten minutes do fall partially on the coach because he should, I guess, be taking a little bit more of a conservative approach when you get to this. Um, and then kind of the way that you uh, deploy your troops. Um, yeah. That's, you know, something as well. Um, is Yeah, I mean, that that's why I, it's ultimately, like, it, it, 
it feels like we said it's a it's a it's a cut but it's a death by a million cuts and, and within and that it's not it's not that cut and dry it really isn't i because i cut and dry as as get rid of the coach and your problems are fixed no it, it's definitely not but it does feel like because something does have to happen wow what an insane goal just happened in the oilers game uh, it, it because it's not that cut and dry it you like i said the, did you see that the the players uh in the post game last night no 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 i, I we thousand we were, mile stairs man it I mean, was I ma- just i imagine it, and, it mentally wears on you and because of that something something literally something has to yeah, happen sure and, no you're right you're right you're right and because you because because lane is not gonna be the guy that's ultimately gonna get you to the, the thing that actually you're trying to win here and i'm not saying he's not a guy that eventually could uh i i mm-hmm. I, I was listening to our, our last episode uh, and um, I was like, oh, I, 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 I thought that I didn't finish, which you know, very rare for me, was that um, a guy, or maybe I did finish it, but uh, Cassidy, Cassidy was a guy that had coaching opportunities earlier in his career that didn't work out and he didn't coach for a while. And then he yeah. eventually got got a gig again and he's been killing it. He's been absolutely killing it. I have um, no doubt that at some point Lane Lambert figures it like, is hard. Uh, I, I think I think it is it is on some level to be a. This was a very this has been a very kind of strange situation. I think to have as your first coaching job, you took over for for the, a guy that you were an assistant with through multiple franchises, but like so many of the pieces of it were were fixed. He, it kind of happened abruptly. There was not seemingly, it was not, it happened before it was anticipated to happen. And mm-hmm. so I, I think, you know, if, if he had had like, okay, I think if you had Lambert with a, uh, with an Ottawa Senators type team or a, a Sabres type team, you would have kind of more room for error. I yeah. think you, you, you like the, and well, because well, of that teams, both those, you know, they're, yeah, you know, no, I, yeah, I, I'm just saying but that I think two years or something he, like that. He's come to a team that, uh, you know, had just had a year where they were Stanley Cup contenders going in that had the most cursed season of all time. And now he's the coach of it, like abruptly. That's a very strange circumstance to start with. But, you know, some something has to change. And, and I do think part of it is. Okay, if your if your team is good enough, even if even if yes, you know they're a little bit older, that's where the strategy side of things I, I think plays out to me, which is that okay, you got the lead in these games. You have to be able. Part of coaching is is reading the tempo of a game, reading the temperature of a game, and being able to meet it. And part of that is figuring out how you're going to get through that game, how you're going to get through the end of it and what you need to change and who needs to be out there. And, you know, if, if something's not working, something else has to be tried. Like, frankly, at this point, I think, I think you should be seeing Barzell at the end of the games because he has legs. He has more legs. I think you should be seeing Dobson at the end of these games because he has legs and smarts and strength. And I, I just think that like, and yes, well, that's sometimes, 
Well, this shit's biting you in the ass as it is. So I, I, I don't see it being worse. So to me, it, you know, it, it's that. And if you don't yeah. think you, if you don't think you have enough guys to change that, well, you know, I, I, I think that's also valid too. I think that Lou has not completely turned the board over as much as he should. I think, again, with Mayfield, like I said, like like I said, I thought turning over, like, couldn't you see logically turning it over from Mayfield to Romanov, and now he's he's that guy? Yeah, yeah, like, you could see that, right? Yeah. Um, and by not doing that it's just it it's a it's a miscalculation of of what this roster needs to be the details are what matters i, I mean you know the, these 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 one these depth spot ironically the thing that the islanders were were critiqued for which is committing to overcommitting to depth i think is the thing that is hurting them the most right now is that those depth players are not coming in clutch Mm-hmm. The Pajot faceoff win is not happening. Mm-hmm. The, yep. the, the Sezikis held it behind the, 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 uh, held it in the four check. He's taking multiple infractions. Yeah. Instead, yeah. He's taking, instead of, you know, the classic Sezikis shift was the Islanders are, are, are up by one. They're defending a lead, but with a minute to go, Sezikis just killed 10 seconds by himself behind the other team's net. Yep. Seen it happen multiple times in person. That was the thing. And, and, you know, I, so it, it's one of those things where th- the failures of that and decisions need to be made. Frankly, that's why it sucks about the, the Mayfield contract is that, I mean, it sucks multiple ways because one, you signed him for seven years, but two, if, if you had traded him, if you traded him two years ago during the curse season, when he had, he had like good numbers, he was a plus on that cursed team like that. You know, and, and he still had one more year at that cheap deal. You could have replenished the deck as far as picks or prospects, which would then help you with with filling some of these other gaps in these trades yeah, that you felt you, you know, fell short in. The, the two years ago, yeah, I know, I know. It's just a thing where, especially, especially if Lou had Romanov targeted, I'm not sure how long he had his eyes on him, but if he if he did have him scouted, to me. That should have been his fucking thought. Like yeah. already, like it was all. So that, that's what was just so fucking confusing to me about all this. Cause now, now you're locked in there. Sezikis after this year, you have three years left still. He's only making two and a half with him. You have to decide, is it, is it mental or are, are we starting to see like, I don't know, man. Can you, can it be mental this many years? Like a, a, over a year now? Because he, he was doing this shit last year. He might have been doing this yeah. shit in the trots year. I can't remember the last trots year. But, you know, it's it's not... I mean, I, I guess I, 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 for the most part, liked his game last year. But it, it, you, you saw some of this. Not to this extent, right? No, it's getting no, worse. And and with Pajot, man, it's like... And last night, you know, it's a damn shame. Because last night... We're talking about this because they lost, right? But last night, Pajot was playing physical. He was throwing hits. And with Holmstrom, who we'll get to, you know, in a little bit, we'll probably get to next, you know, and and Gautier, who has been nice, you know, that's a nice little third line. But still, he's the third best guy on that line right now. And he's getting paid five times as much as the other two guys. He's getting paid right. more than twice those two guys put together. And, and you know, that's a scenario where – so, okay, before we get to the, the – because we're going to get to bright sides next, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So before we get there, I, I, I need to put you on the spot because, you know, this is this is kind of a, a big episode for you, Mike. You, you need to step up here. Um, if you personnel-wise had to make you had you had to sacrifice one of these guys uh if you had to sacrifice one of the guys one of the trots you know soldiers um both to make space and just to to you know basically make the make the both cultural and and functional change needed who would it be it has to be Pajot because he's the he's a center um he carries a big enough cap hit and uh i don't think you're why you're literally just on principle not going to trade someone in the first year of a seven-year deal so yeah. it's not scott mayfield it's pajo and and like i think that him and Sezikis obviously have the most value but i don't think you're trading Sezikis. as much as his uh, infractions have been an issue i think that you kind of ride that out i think there's been enough with Pajo, it's a bummer because you root for the guy, but it's I I think that's a clear cut answer. Yeah, and and I think I think that I mean that's five mil right there. That's five mil, and and I think um, you know it, that's five mil right there. You could see a a rebuilding team or a team that's starting to get out of out of uh, that's starting slash trying to get out of rebuild that has some money to burn, and is just just needs some pros to be able to like. Play play decent two way hockey and and keep the room together. You could see him being that. Like you could see him going to. You could see him going to the Sharks next year. You could see him uh, on Anaheim. You know. You could see him on the Blue Jackets. You know. You could see him on some of these teams that that need pros and and where like you know they'll be fine with overpaying him if they're just trying to get back into the playoffs so that that some of their young guys can know what it's like to play good games. Yep. You know, and right. uh yeah. All right. Let's 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 get to bright spots. Um you mentioned uh you mentioned Holmstrom, you mentioned Gautier. I think like I, I think without getting too into it before we even uh touch those guys, I think it's fair to say that uh the guys who we've been pumping their tires all season long, Horvat Barzell Although no, yeah, I'm not. I have nothing bad to say about Brazil right now. Dobson, uh, uh, those three, um, those are like goes without saying. Kind of just just been uh, as consistent, like just very consistent, contributing. Uh, uh, it, you very rarely see them on the bad end of a. Uh, the I, I see critique about Barzell from time to time, but I okay. do think that I think that that comes from a lot of weirdos. I have been a pretty, pretty critical. I've been pretty Barzell critical over the years. And it's because the Islanders need him to be great. So that, that's why I've held him to a high standard. And to me, what I've seen is everything that I've wanted to see him this year. And in part it's because, well, because what I saw before was that I, you know, I saw a guy that wasn't a number one center. That's what I saw before. A guy that really, you know, wasn't quite a number one center, but as a as a as a number one winger, yeah, you know, he can be the Islanders can be a team where their best player is their best forward is 
their their finesse winger. Some teams, a lot of teams, it's usually a center, but for some teams, it's that. And I think the Islanders might be that. Barzell, you know, moving to the wing has been awesome. Um, Horvat, Horvat can't stop getting assists. You know, he. Yeah. You'd like to see him score a little bit more, but to me, what like points are points, man. I'm not going to get bogged down in any of that shit. No, no, if you got a point, it, it means that you're involved in a goal. Like I, he's he's playing strong. He he had that that fucking one timer at the beginning of overtime that would have just you know made this a yeah. entirely better pod. Or I think this has been a good pod. Uh, sixty nine, but yeah. but the vibe would have been more mean. fun. Yeah. And and Dobson, man, Dobson is just so. Like it's nice watching this become. How about him in that Hurricanes game? That overtime, man. Man, he is just a fucking. He's a beast, man. Like him becoming, you know, potential number one, definitely, definitely top pair guy. Is that that's one of the things that, like, you know, within all of this, the bright spot to me is that, and I, I've, I've been saying these four names together the whole time. Sorokin, who we we both said amazing this this season is just what like what we're not worried yeah. about him yeah not worried about him Sorokin been a bright spot but not worried about him Sorokin will be a bright spot Sorokin is I mean he's the, he is there you know he's their elite he's probably like you know all things normal he's their best he's their most elite highest level player I would say uh yeah in, so in a, in- in a perfect world. So, uh, so as, as far as like just these guys' ceilings, you know what I mean? Like, so there's yes. that. So him, him, Dobson, Barzal, and Horvat all being between 28 and 23 is amazing. Yeah. Them being your best guys, that is by itself a bright spot because I don't think we've ever had those those spots defined at this level. Um, I think we've only had one better center. In our lifetime, than than um, Horvat, forgetting his name. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But like outside of that, we haven't had a winger this good. We haven't had a defenseman this good, and we haven't had a goalie this good. Easily, yeah. easily. So, 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 what about so what about the more unconventional ones? We were talking I... Holmstrom, <laughs> we're talking Gautier, and I think the one that uh, we haven't mentioned yet is the mm-hmm. other goalie. I think Varlamov has been a bright spot. Yeah, Var- Var- Varlamov has been great because you also know that that you know Sorokin. Uh, I've seen some people say that Sorokin's a head a head case. I don't understand yeah. why yeah, that th- is. I, I think that is some weird. Uh, uh, para- like I'm reading into, I'm creating a fan fiction as I read this guy's body language. Head case. Uh, you, know who, you know who says that? Head cases. Yes. 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 <laughs> Honestly, uh, it's insane. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. It's me looking at a. It's me like me. Looking you know who's at a head guy. case. You know who's a head case. Jordan Bennington is a head case. Yeah. Ron Hextall like, is a head case because it's 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 obvious. Yes, but it is legitimately like me, <laughs> like just picking a guy, picking a guy and being like, who's like kind of struggling and being like that guy's insane. Yeah, you know. So so yeah, Varlamov for sure. Holmstrom. You know what's interesting to me about Holmstrom is Holmstrom. Again, you know, I use symbols a lot here. Uh, as as you know, we both met, we're both in writing mode, so I think that's part of why there's a lot of just like kind of look, looking looking into this with some poetic artistic license. Mm-hmm. But like Holmstrom's interesting because he's also a symbol of of lose. You know, damn, 
Lou's kind of, <laughs> I can't say Lou doesn't know anything because Lou, Lou drafted the, the one, the one draft pick uh, that he's made since that first season. So he, he had the, the Dobson Wallstrom before they ever got to play before he got to, you know, um, be the GM of an active Islander team. Uh-huh. Um, but so after that first year, the one draft pick, the one first rounder that they've gotten to do was Holmstrom. And it was a reach at the time. People were like, oh, fuck, this guy's going to suck. And he was shitted on even until he still gets shit on a little bit. I think it's I think only over the past two weeks has it stopped because he just has not taken his foot off the gas. But like, oh, he's shit. Unbelievable. And he's been such a tool um, on the penalty kill, obviously, the the, the, the you know. Uh, he scored shorthanded. He's creating chances. That pass, that pass yeah. to yeah. to 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 Riley last night yeah. was, you know, the, the comparisons that I've made before was was that you know he's a he's a he's a weird combo stylistically of like Franz Nielsen and Kyle Oposo, in that he's just like a dog on the puck. He is just like hounding you down, but he also is a nifty skater, and he makes these these just. Uh, he doesn't necessarily make the craziest dangles all the time per se. He just will make the, these nice little steps or the, uh, and he'll just make, make great plays and, and him being a, a legit NHLer, him being like one of your guys that he's not, you know, he's not a, Oh, this is an untouchable. This is a franchise guy, but you could see him being one of your guys that you make a deep run. You know, he's one of your new, you know, Pajot, uh Beauvillier type guys that has pretty solid regular seasons for you and comes up huge in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gautier is nice because, so Gautier to me, he's a guy, the way they've been talking about, one, he's fast. Again, just when, you know, not talking, you know, poetics or anything, just brass tacks, what's happening. Fucking... This guy can skate his ass off. And that that is just something that the Islanders have sorely needed. And the more you get guys like that, the better. The guys that can skate themselves out of problems. Um, even if they they maybe won't win every single board battle. Um and and winning board battles, that's something that you can teach. You can't I feel like guys uh, that's a fortitude and 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 uh you know, culture thing. Obviously it's physical strength too, but I think you can, you can become more tenacious. It's easy to become more tenacious, uh, than it is, uh, to become faster. You know, the ceiling of your, of, of your quickness, uh, is going to hit kinda, you. That's, it, that's, it's yeah, capped. That's kinda it's like- capped a lot stronger than your defensive acumen and, and, and things like that. You know what I mean? So, yep. so I think, with Gautier, you know, and this is a guy that similar, you know, one of the, and it's, it's not changing, you know, part of the whole prove me wrong thing that the Islanders have always liked doing. He's a guy that hasn't gotten to, to, to stick anywhere. So he's hungry as fuck. Yep. And that's good to have on, on a team. Yep. I agree. So, I agree. So, you know, I, I, that's been a, that's been a nice positive and, and, you know, everything else it, it, we've talked about the bad, everybody else to me, it's just that, I've either liked, but you know, it's has have had gaffes and flaws in their game, but you know, this is where something needs to change. And uh, 
frankly, something big needs to change. And we talked about coaching, but the other big thing that we talked about needing to change, and it's 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 been rumored enough that I feel, in a way, I kind of feel good. Not that I'm saying it's going to happen, but you remember, like, we assumed that, that the Islanders were interested in Horvat, but there wasn't that much talk about it. And then you started seeing talk about it. And then within about like two or three weeks of that, it happens. You've had that kind of same thing happen with Noah Hannafin out of Calgary. And I kind of think that, um, I kind of think that because we both agree the coach isn't going anywhere. I think that, you know, Lou probably feels the need to, in order to kind of make these, these, uh, to, to tweak the team and put it in a bit of a better direction. I think that he probably feels the need to make a trade and something significant. And so, yeah, I, I, I think Noah Hannafin is like, again, I remember when Zadorov was, that's that, you know, that was the big, that was the biggest name out of there just because it felt like, uh, imminent. Okay. It, felt, it felt most imminent and, and a lighter lift. Yeah. Probably the cheapest. Uh, I don't know what Tanev is going for, but it, it you know, um, and I remember when people were like, "That's it. That's all for for Zadorov." And I was like, "Yeah, that's 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 probably about right, if not too much." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It really, I really think that that would have been just like I, you, your head would have exploded. Um, just well, like, you know, ten games in. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm ex- I'm speaking from watching him a little more closely a few years ago. Players change, but at the same time, I I just it's it's a Either way, to, um, to your point, to, to your point, just to wrap on that, that dynamic is part of why one part of why the Islanders don't need them. We just said that they have Mayfield and Romano. They don't need another guy. No, they don't like that. They, they they have too many already as it is. And I just want to say really quickly what what you just said as a guy that watched Zadarov, like I think, and it still was it, it was too much probably realistically. And I think that's what we would have said for the what Mayfield would have gotten. Mayfield probably would have gotten more yeah. if anything. Oh yeah. But yeah. His his he is a guy that uh his flaws were masked by the big hit. Anytime anytime you got frustrated with him, he would he would throw a huge hit and and you'd be like, "Well, this guy does rock." That's yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Um so the Noah Hannafin thing, I think we both agree that it feels like it could happen. I think the only thing that like I I want to be brief here because who knows how long this this takes and where he goes. But I guess the only logical thing to ask is, uh, what do you think it takes to get him? I think I think um, to me he is the only guy. He is the literally the only guy unless there's a guy that has his profile but is better is is even better. He is the only guy that the Islanders should trade their first rounder this year for, uh-huh. because the way he will change the the complexion of, of of this lineup and the way the minutes are allocated, the the effect that that he he'll have on all facets of the game. It's another puck moving defenseman. Um, it it pushes Romanov to the third pair. You know yeah. it it um it. That's a guy that, that you make that 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 first rounder. Short of that, because we don't know, because because there needs to be new blood here. You know, even if this was a thing where you were wild card two and and you got bounced in the first round, and that pick is 
16, unless it's unless you have Noah Hannafin, to me, that 16. Now we're at a place with a, seeing how many how many leaks the ship has started to 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 spring. Now you're starting to need something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you got this guy coming in a couple. Of, yeah, you know, and then that guy after that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because the only so, guy, honestly, that that I that I feel good about, um, I mean, I feel good about I- Isaiah George, but he's still really young. Um, I feel, I feel like Maggio is the only guy that I'm feeling like is his his trajectory and the the way he's like seemingly been treated in the organization uh-huh. feels like oh, this is a pretty like linear type of uh, you know, it, it's a pretty progressive type of uh build for this guy you know like oh maybe he'll be there 3c in a couple like in 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 a in two years type of guy and so i agree on the first rounder um the one thing he's a good player he's not gonna extend there um and i i think that like they probably want to get it done, but probably would be smarter to wait until around the deadline because then you get guys that go, maybe this guy's worth it as a uh, as a rental. But I think that obviously he's better suited for a team that would extend him and give him the the contract that he's seeking out. The Calgary won't give him. Um, is it a fir- it's it's a first end something, right? Oh yes, oh yeah. I mean, I think actually, you know, I mentioned Romana before. I could see them. Um, I could see Romanov being part of that um, deal back. It's, 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 it's a younger body. It's kind of, it's basically a younger, smarter um, Zadorov replacement, like a more competent, already more competent Zadorov replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. I don't uh, love the, <laughs> I, I, I don't love the idea of trading uh, Romanov. But that's I that trades. You have to, you have to, you have to I, I think the idea is like, the idea is the first rounder is the the big thing of value, and then Wallstrom feels an, an like an inevitable that that feels like a hey this could be something, um, and and then you're and then in my opinion you're at uh what all right what 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 does it need to push this thing through, and that that might be something uh bigger then I'm comfortable with, but I'm not the one making the trade. So uh, I don't, I don't fucking. You so Romanoff? Is there, well, what, what's the, what, yeah. what, what's the alternative? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't see another guy on this team that fits Calgary's desire probably to get younger while not necessarily rebuilding because they've made their, they've made their commitments. They're interesting trade partners because they've made their commitments to Cadre, to Huberdeau, they got to figure it out, you know? So yep. to, to that end, I, I see them wanting to shed salary, but get younger, but, but have some NH, some guys that can play now. So you, like you said, first rounder is kind of the, the prize, you know, jewel there. Um, Wallstrom is a wild card because that is a guy that his shot, that's a crazy skill. If you can find a way to make this guy's, this guy work in a top nine role in a power play specialist role. If you could turn him into Victor Olofsson, that 
that could be a role for him. I don't see it happening on the Islanders. I just don't. I don't. I feel like if it if it did, it would have happened by now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not going to happen here. I could see that being an interesting guy. And with Romanov, so that, that's a bit of wild card. Romanov's the guy that I think, I still think he needs, ideally I'd like to think that, that he can he can sharpen up his thinking a little bit. Um, but he's a guy that, that you know what you're getting, you know? For the same reason that teams like having, for the same reason a guy like Scott Mayfield was in, in demand in the first place, for the same reason that Zadorov is, is a guy that's in demand. You know, you need guys like that. And I see Romanov fitting that fitting that bill. Whether that's enough, I'm curious because I really would rather do Romanov than I do Isaiah George. Uh-huh. Um I'm gonna have an answer for you next pod on this. No, you won't, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh we'll see. Um I think that's fair. I think that's I think that's fair to kind of uh I think that's fair to kind of cover the Hannafin portion. Let's see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, I, but I, I'm telling you, you have you have Hannafin. Another reason that it's good. It's one to. T- we, I think we should touch on why it's good. One, like we said, well, we talked on the on the puck moving side of things. Uh, having a top four where you you have Hannafin. I mean, if if you want to go, and I fucking I hate that I'm I'm even asking this, but so. I had one thought that, that you get Hannafin and you, what you do is you put Hannafin with Pulak. So you have both those guys are offensive, but one guy is clearly is a better skater than the other. And the other guy can be a little bit heavier. Um, or, um, and, and, and then you have, you know, Pelic Dobson still, mm-hmm. or you re- you reunite Pelic Pulak and you have Hannafin and Dobson and you have two offensive skating defenseman and yeah. from my understanding you there's another team that you like more than the islanders that their top two defense that their top pair do you really think T- two... like taves, taves is i i see what you're getting at but he i i get it but they have the luxury of also having bowen byram and sam gerard on the team so it's a thing where Taves isn't even considered the more offensive. Like if you if you want to say the the two more more offensive guys, I think like just in the way that they play, Byram and Gerard feel a little more feel a little more offensive than Taves. Um, I think it's just a good. I think the two of those guys are just a good match. Kalen, Kalen Devon, um, Devon. Uh, I I for the island the Islanders are just a different team. They're just built a little bit differently, um, even with the w- w- with that Hannafin trade in theory. Um, and I I just think that I like your first I I like Pelik Dobson, Romanov. Uh, uh, sorry, Pelik Dobson, uh, Hannafin with uh, Pollock, and then the third pair in theory of Riley 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 Mayfield. If 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 Romanov's going back in that other trade. You know, I've liked I've liked Riley's game. I've liked it. I've liked it more. Like Aho, I I think we're both on the same page. Just feeling like Aho's game is kind of stagnated this year. Yeah, it's it's plateaued. It's a Uh, he he ended last year pretty strong. Sebastian Plateau. Um, it's uh not not too good, but like 
you know, Riley being a guy, you saw it in, in the Sharks game last night. If he can basically be their, their Letty replacement, this guy that's a great skating defenseman that uh, he's going to drive you mad defensively sometimes. But if if his puck movement and skating outweighs the mistakes that he makes, you take that. You take that in your third pair um, defenseman, that you can yeah. trust him. Because at the end of the day, I trust Riley. I already trust Riley more than I trust Aho. Just I think that's fair. And and that's you know, that that solves that. So to me, you you have that as your six D. You have that, you're not needing to do what you do with Bullduck out there. Cause you, where you're you're playing a guy eight minutes and you're and you're not having and the and the so you're having all six guys having, you know, <laughs> NHL proper NHL defensive minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your six and five are are guys that that you're not as six and fives, you're not sweating. Whereas now you do. All right. Here's the deal. Next, I want to do I want to look ahead to uh, about a uh, this fucking app, man. Jesus Christ. NHL app. Fuck you. All right. Here's what here's what the Islanders have for the rest of this homestand. They've got the okay. They have the Blue Jackets, the Kings, the Maple Leafs, and the Ducks. So Blue Jackets and Ducks feel like they need to be regulation wins. One more, one more, and they and and, and then they end with the, the Bruins. Oh, really? Did I glance over that? Yes, you did. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. All right. It's a six game. Um, this was the start of it. Okay. So it, it, my, my point stands uh, Ducks and um, Blue Jackets. Those feel like they need to be won. Um, the Kings are humming right now. Um, I'm glad. Bruins, what do you mean? They're due? They're due for no, a, a no, I, no, I said, or you just I, like well, the Kings? Well, no, I, I'm glad because, well, there's, I wasn't even thinking they're due. Is that to me, okay, to this whole thing of, we, the Islanders need to find what their sustainable thing is. I'm glad that they're going to be, they go from, they just blew a game against a, the worst team in the league. The worst team in the league. They're, they're the worst think, in most stats. Right. I think. I think technically now they're they're thirty first because of the win against the Islanders. So exactly, um, are and and are the Blue Jackets now the worst? Are they are they? Wow, let me see. Jesus, if if the Islanders are, oh, no, they're I not. No, the, the Blackhawks are the worst. Set. That that would have been want to be set up for this. Yeah, that yeah, that would be that'd be a little too much. That'd be a little too on the nose for the writers, I think. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I I think having having to play. Having to start to play good teams in this is like, all right, you're you're still technically in playoff spots, but like you you can't you have to you have to beat good teams. And so I'm glad for that. But yeah, I, I think you see out of this homestand, and by the way, I think we should try to I think we should try a short shift after either the the Leafs game or the uh Either between the Leafs and the the uh, Ducks, or the Ducks and the the Bruins, we should try to short shift it up. Right. Hold on. I think something happened. My uh. Uh. 
problem. Can can you hear me? So yeah, yeah, I hear you now. Your your audio. Uh, how about, how about, you can hear me. You hear yep. me now. Yep, you're good. Yeah, some, For, something some, something's happened. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah, we will. We will do one. Um. But I agree. It's a mix of you. Uh. You have to win these games, and then uh, good teams and weird teams too. The Maple Leafs are a weird team. They 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 have like similar to the Islanders. Five, they're similar. Like, they're just winning. They're just winning more of their overtime games. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're getting to overtime differently, but it's still, they're a weird team. The Bruins and the Kings are solid. And then you have two. Yeah. The Leafs are winning their way back into games that they have, that, that they're completely out of. And then they either, um, they either pull it off in the overtime or they, they, you know, fail. And, uh, and uh okay so with, with the five games left you have to factor in they should have had two already coming into this six game stand you like you know you, you wanted what like eight points right at least eight points right. at least right. eight points so that means you need at least seven that means you need at least seven out of ten here and frankly I, i'd like to see eight out of ten here because because of how you lost that that point last night i i would rather i i want to see eight points here i I want you to keep in mind that they have points in nine of their last 10 games as we talk about as we talk about this team uh who were like uh basically we're we're talking about them like they're i I, there's no right way of me putting you know like i say in jest it's like we're talking about them like they are a disaster but in some ways they are so, um, yeah, I, I think seven of 10 is more realistic is what I'm saying. And that, and I think you should be happy with seven of 10. That's what, that's what I think, especially because then you're looking at it. Like you got eight of 12 on a homestand, which I don't think is too terrible. I think, but to me, it, it really is the, we're getting to the point where it's not just the, how many it is the house. I think the house are starting to really matter. Because it's affecting how they're they're playing. Yeah, no, you're right. Thousand yard stairs. Um. Um. So yeah, to me that that's uh, that's where I'm at. I I I guess if we want to 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 wrap this, uh, did you still the want? One, yeah, the one thing that I want to do, and I'm actually typing out their answers right now, is I want to really quickly go over their uh, uh, their movie picks. When I saw uh, that, I was like, "Oh man, Mike, this is built really." I got a, I got a buddy who's sixty-nine. I got a, I got a buddy who is a uh, uh, he he's been working in movies his in, his entire life and just like one of the biggest movie guys I know who's also an Islanders fan. My buddy mm-hmm. Ben, um, he he messaged me right when they right when they put it out, and I'm going to read what he said, but first I have to. Uh, just type out again. I, I want to have this this list in front of me. Wallstrom list. Yeah, you know. So as my as Mike wraps that, uh, yeah, you, you know, you you vamp. I'll vamp a bit. Um, so I'm gonna be at I'm gonna be at a couple games. I'm gonna be at the the Bruins game. Uh, I'm gonna be at. I think the militia should come should be going to one of those games because I, I I believe Pete's gonna be around as well. Uh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna be at the. 
Bruins game on the 15th. I'm going to be at the uh I'm gonna be at the Penguins game on the 27th, I think it is. And and I think I'm gonna be at the at the the Caps game on the 29th. I think I'm gonna be at both of those. So if uh any of our auxiliary militia members wanna uh come well, I, I'm not gonna say come, you know, to see where I'm sitting just because you know, I don't I don't know. You know, you meet people that you know from Twitter sometimes, and they're a bit frustrating. So I, I don't want to guarantee a, a full hang, but we can we can meet at the Heineken Terrace, and we can see place in the world. My favorite, the 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 best place on earth. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be yeah Terrace. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be uh, there. So you know, if, if you want to talk about all of this in person would be great um well, maybe it might be great but um mike have you have you have you typed it out yet because i also have to uh get my my charger cable you still yes. typing my god yeah it's i didn't realize that they got like the whole fucking team here and yes. it's 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 hard for me to just like react one 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 you know just like like that but i'm i'm near the end i'm near the end Thank God. It's a lot of it's a lot of dumb shit. I have to be honest, but but fun some dumb fun shit. I'm at nine percent. Don't worry, we'll 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 bounce we'll bang through this. Paul Mary, Thompson, Maverick, yeah. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. See, guys, even I'm curious. First, you uh, like and subscribe and and all that shit. Review. I'd like for you to review um, within your review of the pod, which. You, it it needs to be five stars because that's what this podcast is. Within your review, um, I'd like you to review specifically Mike's performance uh, on this episode because you know it's the the pod. He's on he's strictly on year to year contracts, and and we're really trying to assess. You know, maybe it's a different era right. for the pod. I'm done with um, I'm done with my list. Oh, I'm done with my list. Okay, I'm gonna get the the cable. You can start going down what they said. All right. The 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 first thing that I want to say is uh my buddies and are you still on for this right now? Let let, let me just run and, and get my charger cable if you need to if you want to give more context of your friend or you can get into it and I'll just jump yeah, in. Yeah, 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 when you jump. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um all right, I'm going to read <laughs> well, I want to read through these while Desmond's while Desmond's on, but essentially we've got 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10. I think it's like pretty much the whole team. This is insane. Um, look, we got a couple of really dumb ones, but again, I think that Desmond needs to be present for, I feel like he's probably got some kind of relationship with happy Gilmore wedding crashers. Um, Ace Ventura. I know he probably does. Um, we have a weird pick for Sorokin, which I feel like Desmond really doesn't, he doesn't know about I, I I think that last samurai is not really on Desmond's radar, not because it's like a, a small movie or anything, just because it's, it oddly feels like it doesn't exist. Um, which, okay. Desmond's back. All right, great. Um, now that Desmond is back, he's plugging his thing in. Oh, Here boy. we are. Okay. So you can hear me. Well, yeah, I, I, I plugged it in. We're good. Great. So my buddy Ben sent me the video and he said, I'd bet money that Cal probably is one of the more intellectual people on the team. 
and he probably wanted to say the seventh seal, but the PR people were like, no, <laughs> no, no one wants to hear that depressing shit. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and I wonder if the reason that Ben thinks that Cal is one of the more intellectual on the team is because he wears glasses when he's done on the ice. Yes, I could see that. So, so there's, there's the glasses for sure. There's the fact that, that the, the way he speaks too. the way he speaks, the way he answered the question, which is when I was a kid, it was probably Ace Ventura. But uh, as an adult, it's the, it's Shawshank Redemption. So he, he let you know that he grew as a person and yeah. how he viewed movies. Yeah. The, the, um, the Ace Ventura makes a lot of sense because he's one of the biggest shit talkers in <laughs> in in franchise history. So him yeah. him liking comedy makes a lot of sense. Jim Carrey, very expressive guy, makes sense for him to like. I'm a big I, you're you're a Carrey head too, right? Love I love everything that Jim Carrey does pretty much. I, I'm 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 willing to I'm willing to go go on a limb and say uh, I would watch the Sonic movies for Jim Carrey. Hey, maybe maybe that we can we can uh, get into into that um, over the uh, summer. I'm fine. I'm, summer. I would be fine with a commentary on summer Sonic. movie, fun. summer movie series. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go through them. Two Dumb and Dumbers, which uh, uh, yeah, baby, Matt Martin and Bo Horvat. Pretty, f- it's it's a it's a pretty great movie. The context around it is very funny, um, just in the sense that Jeff Daniels. The studio basically begged for Jeff Daniels not to be cast in it, and they lowballed him to try and make him reject the offer. Um, the you should look at the pay proportionally. Jim Carrey, uh, they were trying to lock him in beforehand, and then I forget what movie he makes before this that just absolutely explodes, and because of that, his price skyrockets. And then they, you know, essentially. Uh, we're like, all right, I guess we have to, you know, Jeff Daniels accepts because he was at a point in his career where he just needed to make a movie. Um, it, it, it's an interesting story that, that, and you know, that it, it, it wound up great. An unbelievable movie. There's a really great episode of the rewatchables on it with Jennifer Lawrence and um, Bill Simmons, who's the host of the rewatchables, one of the best movie podcasts. And it's just them talking about dumb and dumber and how fun it is. Um, we have two dark nights, two or three. My, uh, so that's Pierre Engvall and uh, Hudson Fashing. Before Dumb and Dumber, you have uh, in the same year Ace Ventura and The Mask. So that's what happens. Essentially, two one hundred million dollar movies, and and uh, he's like, I, I believe they had agreed on some uh, some number beforehand, and then everything changes because it's like, guess what? I I need. I need more money now because I am worth it. Uh, Jim Carrey has an unbelievable nineties. Like he, he prints money. He is, he makes like probably a billion dollars at the box office in the nineties. It's insane. Liar, liars, insane that year, both Ace Ventura's either way. Uh, Engvall and uh, fashion with the dark Knight, which is one of my, it's I'll never, I, I really can't see myself ever rewatching this movie and if i do i guess it's like the one superhero quote-unquote superhero movie that i i, I would rewatch, i suppose but i don't know man i would just i'd rather watch heat i guess i think just, i uh, think there's more value in not i, I think you if, if i think for you i think there'd be more value value in rewatching 
the Sam Raimi. Um, oh, 100%. Those Spider-Man movies? Those yep. or those or maybe... Way more drawn to that. Maybe maybe the first Iron Man or Captain America. Uh, I, I don't think I... You know I'm what? just, say, I'm just saying for you, seen, for you, I've, those yeah. are Black Panther just because as a guy that doesn't watch those... But the Dark Knight, you know what what that movie is. It's a movie that yeah. tells you that it's a serious that it's a, it's the serious superhero movie. I yeah. like I I enjoy it for what it, I, I enjoy that I enjoy the movie. I like it a lot, but it tells you that. Whereas I think for you personally, you stepping out of your range, yeah, my zone. I think I think I think and and like just understanding it, I think would be and actually not the first captain america uh, winter soldier is more of an espionage type thing but um i i don't think i'd ever rewatch any of the captain america movies but i would out of curiosity watch the iron man movie which i've never seen interesting i i, I told you my iron man story right not sure it's quick it's basically i'm going to a theater with matt who drums in my band and Hell yeah. oliver and we're going to see the strangers and we get up to the ticket window and the guy's like, yeah, I've got three seats, but there's no way you guys are sitting together. And they go, all right, well, let's just go see Iron Man. And I go, we came here to see the strangers. What are we going to do? Sit and talk during the movie? I'm going to see the strangers. And I was like, one for the strangers. And then wow. we Iron Man. And the wow. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I did because I think that movie is unbelievable. But um, the joke was slightly on me because – Iron Man's like three hours and the strangers is like a solid 90 minutes. So it's kind of just sitting around for an hour and a half and Dunkin' Donuts waiting for them to be done. Cause it was at that age where it was like, we didn't have cars. Our parents dropped us off. Nice. Um, but yeah. So uh, let me, let me roll through these again, real uh, roll through these real quick. Uh, Romanov with Troy is a weird pick, um, but fine. Wallstrom with stepbrothers. I think that checks out. Very um, much checks out. I think that checks out and, and I'm, I'm a Will Ferrell guy. So I, I, I like the pick. I think it's fun. Yeah. The I two love, gladiator picks. Will Ferrell guy. Gladiator is my dad's favorite movie back and forth between that and the thing. His whole life was basically just like, those are the two. Um, and I just rewatched gladiator pretty recently holds up unbelievable movie. And it makes so much sense for a sports guy to love gladiator. Um, zero zero issues with uh with that that's that's an unbelievable pick from those who, from two leaders who picked Lee it leon varlamov both picked it makes sense uh this next one makes sense which is christopher nolan's dumbest smart guy movie inception the uh with sebastian aho's pick yes uh, he said it was he said it with a smirk too which was really funny inception is like so stupid but it's fucking awesome um yeah so I, I, I maybe I that's that. why he's falling down is he, he's still so amazed thinking about inception that, that that's why he falls down so much is that, is that he's like, Whoa, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Sorokin's pick being last samurai is pretty funny. Um, that's Tom Cruise samurai movie. Mm. <laughs> um, Interesting. It's a fun, it's a funny pick. It's a weird one. Um, uh, Dobson with wedding crashers fine makes sense yeah. he makes seems sense. like a rascal two happy gilmores that's Paju, uh pajo and uh mayfield kind of a lot of dumb guys picking dumb movies oh yeah big time big time on. stupid um, 
uh, I'm saving my bests for last. So not that I think that this one is one of the best. I think it's a fine movie, but Kyle Palmieri with Top Gun Maverick, that checks out much better than the first Top Gun. Um, no no disrespect to Tony Scott, who is uh, one of the best directors to ever live. Yeah, I know he um, listens to the pod, so I'm glad that you said he, that. He jumped off the uh, Golden uh, uh, Golden Gate Bridge, I think. He 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 was having health issues uh, because of the podcast. No. Oh, all right. Um, we did H Ventura, Shawshank for Clutter, which is a pretty fun pick in both uh, in, in both regards. And then my my last two, the two best movies, I think. And I didn't go quite in order because I do think Inception and Gladiator are the other two really good ones. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Catch me if you can is second best and that's uh Gautier. when was the last time ah! you saw catch me if you can i've never seen it that is so much fun that movie fucking rocks um i'll try to watch probably, it probably probably spielberg's best 2000s movie that and lincoln two completely different vibes um and then adam palak with inglorious bastards it's one of those like you know it's like I have to say an obvious, it's like, you know, fuck it. It's an obvious pick, but it's just so good. It's just so good. So I think that uh, a lot of really dumb picks, a couple of interesting ones, and some good ones. He's uh, a smart guy. Pellet's a very smart guy, uh, which yeah. is great considering all the head trauma that he's gotten. Yeah, um, good pick. Really good pick. And and he's probably a fun... That, Anyone who says that Inglorious Bastards is their favorite movie leads me to believe that they're relatively on the right side of, uh, you know, social yes. issues. Relatively for a hockey guy, he 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 like he's won some back when he was in juniors or before he like he was one of those student athlete like dual a dual accomplishment right. guys. All right, I think that's that. Um, if anyone has any issues with uh, any of the movie stuff, I guess just let me know. I don't care. Whatever. I'll talk to you about it. It's episode 69. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, we've made it. People said that we never could. But just like the Islanders, somehow, still standing, baby. Still Let's winning. Go. Still winning. Hopefully, please, for the fucking Collecting God, please. points at the very least. We're, we're, we're definitely a, 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 a point-collecting pod for sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if if this is a winning pod, but it's definitely we do, we do down the stretch get a little lazy sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes we heat up playoffs. I mean, yeah. our our 21 playoff run. If you if you're a new listener, and also you're just trying to remember when like it was fun, it was just fun. It was good fun to watch the games and not like six sadistic saw trap uh, yeah. type type fun. Um, listen to our episodes from the 21 uh, playoff run. There's I'm. I am drunk for uh, the entire the entire time. I think a pretty 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 nonstop. I would say I was yep. drinking the bone juice every episode. New bo- new bone juice coming. Bow juice. Bow juice. All right. Good job. Sixty nine. Sixty nine, y'all. See you later.